Coming up on OTH, Raymond and I discuss the details of patch 12.11, the newly released champion Belveth, and go over a preview of the upcoming LCS Summer Split. We hope you enjoyed this episode of On The Hunt. Welcome everybody to episode 57 of On The Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I'm your co-host Chris, aka the mobile zoomer. Because I just found out a month ago, like, how cool TikTok is, actually. Because (laughs) (laughs) I had to download it for the first time to do some work stuff with it, I swear. And yeah, you can can really get lost in that app. And there's a lot of cool stuff you can do in there. A lot of cool music that you can pick from. And fun ideas that you could make cool stuff with. So yeah, TikTok and and Reels is kind of cool, man. Wait, I swear I had seen you doing, like, Reels or TikTok for work. Was that... Was that only a month ago? It seems like I saw this pop up on my feed. Oh, uh, yeah. I posted something on my own Instagram like yeah. just for fun because I happened to have like a, a whole side room full of boxes just for like no reason. And like <laughs> me and my coworkers were like, we got to do something with this <laughs> before before we like had to move it out and put it in its proper place. But yeah, it was like 20 grand worth of stuff, like just stuffed in a room, um, like it's a warehouse or something. And then yeah. We had to bring it somewhere else after that anyways. So uh, enough about me and my in my personal life. <laughs> oh, over on the other side of the call here, we've got our other co-host, Raymond. What's going on, man? Uh, not much, dude. Just uh, just been going along. Uh, went out with some co-workers last night, so my voice is maybe a little, uh, a little shaky, but... Um, okay. Out on the town? Out on the town a little bit. We went to a karaoke bar. That seems like where everybody always wants to go when we have outings. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a good time. But I've been playing some League, playing some more Diablo Immortal. I hit the max level. Um, okay. Yeah, you know, my thing. I will be happy to announce to you that I played some League as well in this last week. Sheesh. In fact, I played a whole match history's worth of games, a full-on 20 in one day. Damn, bro, um, three ARAM fuck? games and 17 Earth games. Holy. And I stayed up, I was up till like 3 a.m. back to back playing League. And so, um, yeah, I mean, the fun times are back, I think. That's crazy, dude. Nice. Welcome back. Had a, yeah, I was having fun. And what can I say? With the, had some pals on, yeah. sent some invites out, and then we were just gaming till the, the wee hours of the night. That's the way to do it. That's the way to do it. And, um, I mean, yeah, I finally got a little bit of hands-on experience with the durability patch. <laughs> and I would say that, like, I, you definitely feel it. It's, yeah. It doesn't seem too egregious, but, like, yeah, I would say, you like, tell. everybody feels, yeah, 15, yeah. maybe even sometimes 20% tankier. Um, and it's, it doesn't feel like I do less damage, but people feel tankier. So it, it doesn't yeah. feel that bad, actually, um, when I'm playing, like, a, a DPS champion, um, stuff like that, but... Overall, I mean, it's cool that people live longer. and But it, of course, in a way, it always feels like other people are tankier except me. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it's so like I, you I still, that's you kind still of make problem. one mistake and it's still fucked up. Yeah. But overall, I, I mean, the, the game feels nice in the, in the brief amount of time that I spent with it. The brief, like, 11 hours straight that you spent with it? Yeah. And well, I mean, a lot of it is Earth games, too. That's so, true, like, does durability yeah. really count? Sure, sure. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, got some ARAMs in. I think I played a couple of normal games as well. And still the same game as it was. Yeah, it's definitely not, like, foreign. But it's it takes some adjustment, for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, um, 
we delayed this a little bit from last week because 12.11 is a, a fatty patch with, let, let me count, 12 champion nerfs, 14 champion buffs, like over 20 items adjusted. Um, I want a couple of more champions adjusted as well. Beautiful skins, um, some other minor system adjustments like uh, Grievous Wounds, and all of the LCS teams uh, are playing on this patch. <laughs> with very little time to practice with it. <laughs> um, so I'll just uh, run through it a little bit. So I think uh, Grievous Runes was adjusted this patch. It's getting lessened again, once again. So like it just, the, the debuff of Grievous Wounds is not as strong and they've lessened it twice in a row to my understanding. And then um, a lot of the items are getting changed. I think some of the mage items, the sustained damage ones are getting nerfed and then they're buffing up some of the other ones. Um, a lot of the tank items are getting buffed. Um, Bomby Cinder, Frostfire, Sunfire, uh, Chem Tank, Abyssal Mask, Knight's Vow, Randuin's, Spirit Visage, uh, Zeke's, all getting a little bit of buffs. Um, some nerfs to the fighter items because some of them were kind of strong, like Maw and Death Stance. And then just bringing back some other ones into the Limelight, uh, like Blade of the Rune King, and Sterix, and Gore Drinker. Uh, some touches to Kraken Slayer and Umbroglade because they were kind of strong in the last patch. And then just a whole bunch of champions to talk about here. Um, do any of those interest you? I, I guess I'll name them off as well. So <laughs> nerfs for Brand, uh, Gwen, Red Kane, Kogma, Lilia, Master Yi, Rengar, Senna, Swain, Talia, Vagar, and Wukong. Buffs for Aphelios, Caitlyn, Gragas. Irelia, Lee Sin, Nunu, and Envelope, and Rakan, Rise, Samira, Silas, Tom Kench, Tarek, Trindamir, Shinzao, and then some. I think it's a nerf for uh, for Fizz. Um, I think they did an additional like mid patch thing for Olaf that overall makes him a nerf. And then uh, of course to another ten story paragraph for Zeri. So who knows what went on there? <laughs> now let me ask, what catches your attention here, my good sir? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of this patch is, like, kind of just, like, tapping down the big outliers from the durability patch. Like, the stuff like Kog'Ma, Lilia, Senna, uh, those guys are, like, the big ones that I think had, you know, the the sustained damage, percent HP damage, um, like, super long range. Those kind of things are, are all, you know, very conducive to durable metas, I guess you'd say. So they were the clear outliers, I think um a lot of that uh kind of goes in line for you know where they're doing little touches here and their own champs here it's just like there's it's pretty clear when you don't fit into the new the new uh style of league i guess so they're they're tapping down numbers here and there um but those are like kind of the big ones like the kogma lilia senna uh that i i saw in like streams and stuff for 1210 um getting touched i think there's still there's still a decent amount of like Senna that I've seen around and Lilia. I think Kog'Maw's definitely gone down in priority from what I've noticed. Um, but uh, I think it's good that they're addressing these kind of things. I mean, like they're they were obvious outliers, probably OP in the last patch. So it's you know I'm glad they didn't just like stick around like that for a while. Yeah, and while I make fun of the fact that there's just like so many changes coming out at once on the patch that LCS is about to play on in a couple of days, I mean, literally they probably get like ten days of practice with this patch. I mean, the, yeah, following the durability changes, there are going to have to be a ton of adjustments. And I'm, I guess, one part of me is really glad that there are, that there are, 
a lot of it comes through uh, once again at one at once, and then yeah. hopefully from here on, it's uh, it's um just minor tweaks and adjustments. Um, for me, I'm, I am really excited about Irelia, Lisa, and, and Trinimir buffs. You know, just the fun champions that I like to play. Um, they're giving them some love back. Trinimir, I think they're like, I don't know if it's a full on revert, but they're like giving him back some cooldown on his ultimate. And then Lee Sin was just some damage on his Q as well, I think. So glad to see the champions that I like to see um, getting some buffs back as well. And then a lot of buffs too. Some of the uh, lesser known AD carries like uh, Caitlyn and Samira and a little bit for Aphelios as well. Although he has seen a lot of play over the last couple of months, at least in pro. Yeah, I think with those guys, um, I'm I'm a little surprised that they touched Aphelios so quickly because I think I guess he's just been like he's had a really low win rate in solo queue and stuff. I think is probably why they wanted to buff him some. Um, but I feel like that's a champ that is probably always going to get picked in pro still, uh, and and like just eighties like feel comfortable with it. Um, but they're nice number changes for sure on his passive. Um, I think the Caitlyn ones are kind of interesting because. She has. She definitely has a spot that she should be in. You know, like if you're fighting against like Veins and Senas and Kogma, like you're like, oh, pick Caitlyn, it'll, it'll you'll bully the lane and get plates and shit like that. But if she's not strong enough, then she's just not strong enough and can't do that. So getting a, a nice a number boost to her Q and her E just for overall damage and like lane is nice. Yeah, another one that caught my attention is uh, the buffs to Rakan. So they buffed his Q heal. W cooldown and um, E sh- mana cost and shield, so it goes just overall make makes him a better champion for like the entirety of the game uh, by hitting all of his or buffing all of his um, normal abilities. Yeah, it is kind of an interesting. I like their uh, their little blurb on him, and it makes sense. It's one of those that you don't necessarily think of right away, but it definitely made sense that they said he's he's a champ that is made to, you know like make a big engage and one shot people doing that engage and now that people are a little tankier it's uh not as easy to do that so i'm glad that they uh are saving him a little bit of that struggle yeah um from there on are there any other champion adjustments that catch your attention here uh, i think I, we got to talk about zeri at least a little bit and just say like this i think this patch they they weren't sure what it was going to be. What, what is it listed in, as in the info? Is it like a, an adjustment for her? Yeah, but like she came out of the, on this patch like way too strong. Um, they changed the change to her W where it, now when it goes through walls, the damage like crits um, just made her like, I think they put a lot more damage into her kit and took off like the slow on her charged passive auto. So they they gave her a lot of more damage that, like you just a lot of people aren't used to like her w when you get a few items going the crit build you have a lot of ad uh like it can do like 500 600 damage like in aoe on from like luxal range kind of stuff so yeah the mid patch like they hit her with a, a hot fix nerf i think she's a little bit more in line but probably we'll see a lot of play on of zeri uh still uh, i'm I, I saw some people worried that like they took off all that utility stuff and now that they're nerfing her damage, it's she's probably like if this hotfix isn't enough and she gets hit like another time in the next patch, she can probably become like another tickle monster again. Um, but we'll see, we'll see how she lands after the hotfix. That's sweet. Any other um 
champions you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think uh, I don't think any champs in particular. No, we there's a lot of just little ones that I like don't care unless they uh, show up. For sure. Uh, and then one last thing that comes in this patch is um, a reduction of turret damage because uh, they say here they overbuffed it for the durability patch, and so they're just lessening it um, the amount of damage that it deals for the first. 13 minutes it looks like and it's only the outer towers i think all the other turrets stay the same but just that that first tower for your laning phase is going to do a little less damage okay then um and then in skins in this patch we got a, the summer theme coming on here so ocean song ash zeri yone nidalee and seraphine with a new prestige skin for seraphine as well and then also a new skin for the newest champ, Belveth, that came out last Thursday. Yeah, I like a lot of these skins. I don't know, they're... I haven't... I don't think I've played with any of them yet. Um, but I like the splash arts, at least. They're kind of fun splash arts. Yeah, splash arts are cool. I think uh, the colors, they... Like, I could really start to get some of these champions mixed up with other people. Like, uh, I think the Ocean Song Seraphine one, that like it looks like um, one of the MF skins. Uh, even though, like, I know she's sitting on her little throne thing, but yeah. like, just the, <laughs> I guess the color and the the hair makes me feel that way. Um, the Nidalee one, I'm not I'm not too crazy about. Uh, that one just kind of looks like a recolor, like in the game at least. Uh, but the Ash one is like kind of nice, um, fan fan appealing i guess <laughs> but i don't know if it's like I, I i guess unless i see it in the game you know just looking at it yeah um i wouldn't say it's like my favorite at best ash skin or something like that and there are so many ash skins so it's hard. so many good so many good ash skins yeah yeah true um all right so any last words for patch 12.11 here well do you want to talk about belveth at all have you seen that champ I have seen it, and I was a little confused about like what she does because I well I saw it in game without knowing what she does, and then like, um, and I was actually like jungling as Lee Sin, and she like tried to invade me, and I was like really surprised. I guess how strong she was, not in a, in due part because of durability, but also just like she was hitting me hard, and then like when I tried to hit her back, she I expected her to be squishy just from the looks of it on like just on physical appearance, and she was not squishy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but uh, now I'm I'm freshened up on Belbath now, and yeah, I'm happy to run through her as well. Yeah, no, let's let's uh, let's see that before we uh, talk more about impressions, I guess. Okay, sweet. Yeah, so we're just gonna do a, a quick run through of her abilities, but she is out now. So her passive is that um, after using an ability, her next two autos have an increased attack speed. Uh, additionally, when she takes down a large monster or champion, she gets permanent bonus attack speed in the form of uh, stacks, and then. She has just a, a funny thing where um, she attacks faster than normal and does not have an attack speed cap. However, she deals less damage through on-hit effects, and she does not get attack speed on level up. Yeah, so she's a little bit like um, Callista with her with her autos and on-hit stuff, where she just does less damage with auto attacks, but she has the highest base attack speed in the game. Um, but yeah, like you said, it's all through scaling up those those champ kills and camp kills jungle camps there we go uh her q is her little dashy dash thing so i guess she <laughs> has four four directions that you can dash in you know, um and you can dash in any of them and only that direction 
goes on cooldown. Um, so you can continuously dash over and over, and you can't go through walls unless you do something with your ulti, to my understanding. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the wall thing. I haven't ran into that. But it is like, uh, it's like Urgot passive with the, the direction scaling. Yeah, and, and she deals damage whatever she dashes through. Right. That part is a little important that makes her a jungler. Um, and then her W, she just does like a little slam down, kind of like Velkaz. It looks like Velkaz W, but then it also knocks up um, and it slows people as well. And then if you hit somebody, then whatever direction that you they are relative to you, that, that part of your cool Q, that direction of your Q's cooldown is lessened. I think it's like fully reset. Like you get that dash back. Oh, really? Okay. So it helps you chase people down. Yeah. Yeah, so you can, like, Q in and W, and then you have another dash to, like, go after them in that same direction. Cool. Uh, for her E, she puts, like, a little circle around her, and then it, like, automatically targets the lowest health enemy within her circle and just starts hitting them with, you know, bonus damage for the less health that they have, and also hits them more with the more attack speed that she has. So this skill kind of reminds me of something like... um Aphelios red gun Q where like you just activate it and it starts hitting stuff around you. If that makes sense. Yeah. I think that kind of tracks. I think it, it's also important to note that like, you get um, damage reduction and life sealed during this, like while she channels it. So it's a little bit like uh, the damage reduction, like Aurelia W like you have to hold in place. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the life steal, the damage all is like scaling off of your attack speed, that kind of stuff. So it's uh this is the big ability kind of for Belveth to like go in and try and get a kill, draw a bunch of aggro. Um stay away from her kind of when she's doing it. Don't unload cuz it's a pretty considerable damage reduction. Yeah. So do you know is it like a full on channel you can't move at all? Uh you can you can like reactivate it. Like you don't have to commit to it the whole time, but while you're while you're using it, it's like one and a half seconds of like yeah, you stand completely still. And you're channeling. Okay. Yeah. That ma- yeah, okay. That makes sense. Uh, and then lastly is her ulti that has a, a passive and an active. So the passive is that every second attack against the same target deals additional true damage infinitely, I guess <laughs> it says here. Mm-hmm. And then takedowns against epic monsters and champions leave behind a piece of void coral. And then epic monster takedowns like Rift Herald and Baron Asher drop a special void coral that you can you can pick up as well and then so for her her um the active portion of her ulti she consumes a piece of void coral um deals damage in slowing people to nearby people uh, more damage based on their missing health and then she temporarily goes into her true form which is increased max health out of combat move speed attack range attack speed as well uh bonus attack speed as well and um, when you're in true form, you can dash through walls with your Q. And then also, any minions that die around her during true form turn into voidlings as well that just start mashing down uh, lanes and attacking turrets and stuff like that. So just kind of like a a, f- a form upgrade kind of ulti where like you can you use something kind of like the old Swain where you had to like consume like his stacks in order to turn on your ulti and then you get more health um buffed up stats and stuff like that yeah and it's a pretty long form duration um like that 
I think it's when you take a champion, it's only like sixty seconds. But if you take a a large monster like or an epic monster like dragon or or herald or the baron, it's like three minutes that she can be in the thing. So it's oh, that's usually, crazy. Yeah, it's. I think the biggest thing on that is like it's pretty important that um like she's gonna try to go for early heralds, uh, so that like you can be in that form for a while, uh, and you know just farm faster, all that kind of stuff as she skills up. Um, so it's it's pretty important for her to get those epic monster kills. Um, but in general, like early game, it's really bad for the enemy team if you're if you're letting her get in this form often, uh, and and just be able to have like all those free stats. All right, t- today I learned. I actually didn't know that the duration was so long. Yeah, I think also one thing to note on the the minions that she spawns, she only gets those when she takes uh the epic monster like upgraded coral um so like that's a big thing like to watch out for especially like in the early game i've seen like clips already from people who get like a 12 minute rift herald and like go into top lane spawn the herald you you know you do that you use it where you take the the first tower like the last three plates off of it and then the whole time you're just stacking up like an extra two or three minion waves of these little voidlings that are like seriously. I think the her minions are like it's not like Miles of Hard minions or or something like that where they're like little baby things or like Yorick ones where it takes two hits to kill. It's like a full, like a, a full normal lane minion uh, that yeah. just spawns alongside her. So it can really like if you don't have proper wave clear to be able to deal with that kind of stuff, um, or just you know like fight her off of the the push when she takes like a Rift Herald like that. It's going to be a, a hard time for sure. Yeah, and that you can spawn a lot of them as well. Yeah, which there's is like the, the no fun cap. part. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So yeah, that was just a quick run through of Belbeth and her abilities. So yeah, what do you have any initial impressions of her so far after a couple of days of being out? Um. You know, I haven't got to play as her like in a normal game. I haven't like tried to do that. Um. Mm-hmm. But she does seem pretty fun. Like just messing around in like practice school, that kind of stuff. Um. She's a kind of fun champ to play, I think, but. A lot of the, I don't know, I feel like a lot of the sentiment around her is that she's, like, kind of a, I don't know, everybody keeps calling her a new Master Yi, I think it's just, like, the true damage auto-attacky melee range thing, um, but, like, she is very low low punishing, I think, because she's pretty weak early, like, you're not gonna win straight 1v1s most of the time if you, like, meet in, meet the enemy jungler somewhere, um, but especially pre-6 when you like haven't stacked stuff up and don't have your true form or anything like that. So I think she's like it's she's good in low elo where you can kind of just farm jungle for a long time, get a bunch of stacks, find yourself a a dragon or something or a random takedown and then be in your true form and be strong. Um but I I'm I'm not as sold that she's like bad in high elo yet. I think they're already talking about the next patch that she's getting uh like some nerfs targeted for her and i saw i think right august tweet out that like it's because her win rate is like approaching and like a stable like 48 or 50 or something like that even in high elo play um which seems to make sense to me i think a lot of people early just expected her to do more and and she's you know she is weak she has to scale like you don't know the builds right that kind of stuff um but she's She's getting back to like a expected win rate, I think. So we'll see how it how it plays out. 
Yeah, and one thing about her Q is that it looks super fun to use. It it really reminds you of like just Callisto hopping all over the place. Where, yeah, you just have the the maneuverability to be able to dodge stuff or, um, kind of just juke people out as well. Yeah, when you have like all four stacks up, and it's like somebody you dodge the first skill, and then you can dodge the next skill and dodge, and then they're all out, and you can go forward again and fight. Like that's super crazy moments. Uh, anything else about Belfast you want to talk about? Uh, I don't think so. We'll see. We'll see how she goes. I wonder. I, I think she's probably not in LCS this week, huh? but like the next one, I wonder if anybody's going to try to pick her in pro. Yeah, I would be shocked if they enabled her for the first week because uh, they usually the champions, especially, they usually don't let them on too quickly. Right. Um, patch it. I've there have been some patch exceptions in the past where, like, yeah, something like this, ten days of playing on it, they they just fuck it put you through um but yeah I, i'm wondering if anyone will play her too but yeah she doesn't have any like strong stuns or anything just a couple of different slows so i don't know how impactful she'll be in, in pro play unless she's just like overly tuned which it doesn't seem like she is yeah i think the biggest thing that we'll see i like i think it's probably the most powerful part when she gets like those early heralds and can do crazy stack pushes um like i, I could see yeah. that being something that pro teams could abuse and just like you know you, you overload a map you win if you win an if you actually win a herald fight you know like that's like probably two turrets that you get for free off of that push with like the numbers differential and the minions and the herald all at once mm-hmm. all right um now that we're through uh the latest i kind of i don't know i almost wanted to call it pve just because it's like <laughs> non-pro stuff, but yeah. Uh, so we're through the patch, we're through the the newest champ, and now let's get into some LCS talk. Uh, starting with the summer promo video that they put out a couple of days ago, which is was pretty cool. They brought a lot of former pros in, even like some people like uh, I think Hotshot, the CEO of um, Team Liquid and Evil Geniuses, was in the video, and then a lot of um, just old school LCS players. I think I saw Expecial. And a lot of them are only present for like one frame, but yeah. the, you know they they have them there. Expecial, Xmithy, Doublelift, Sneaky, Lemonation. <laughs> yeah, Lemonation. Oh uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of blanking after that. Boy Boy was there. Ooh, boy, yeah, Boy Boy. Yeah, and then, um, yeah, some people were there, and then some people they were just like showing clips of them. So that's the part I'm kind of like lapsing on. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Boy Boy was there for sure. Um, and yeah, they just had. Uh, it, it was like a bit of a focus on like them, those old school people, and then looking forward to like the next <laughs> split yeah, the, of LCS. The so there, not too much. They kind of showed off like the people that they were like handing the torch to, kind of. Not that not that any of the old schools that they showed are like actively handing it off. You know, that'd be like Afromoon's job at this point. But like, yeah, just uh, like the one the one clip where they had a uh, sneaky and double with like looking up at Danny after the. Like with the sound of the pentacle playing and that stuff, that was cool. Uh huh. Yeah. So uh, just a couple of things is that one. I I think it's cool that they did something like this because um, I think last split the LCK did something like this for their finals promo as well, where like they just brought back a lot of a lot of former LCK pros. Yeah. Um, and did like a, a. I don't know if they were part of the ceremony or if it was just for a special video or something like that. I think they were um, part of the ceremony. Like I, I they uh-huh. had like all a bunch of the old. LCK champions like on stage if I remember right oh that's sweet yeah Yeah, and so 
it's just pretty cool that you know you can you can contact all these former pros and i guess they're still in the la area and so um i had thought that and i was actually double surprised that elimination was featured in there because i thought that he was like out of commission for some reason like he Um, died or something or what yeah like not that he died but i thought he was like sick or something like that and like i don't know it was just like bedridden for some reason i don't know (laughs) why i thought that um and then I'll, I'll, the last thing I wanted to say is that any video that Speak goes in, like, he just looks ultra fucking cool for some reason. <laughs> All right, that, those, those are my quick comments on the LCS Summer promo. But, yeah, what do you think of it, man? I thought it was super sweet. Yeah, I, did, I thought it was cool, too. Yeah, I was I was thinking uh, the speaker, the one speaker footage they had, I thought it was the state, like a clip from Last Blitz promo, to be honest. Like, I the did night one? Yeah, yeah like, I, I was like, did they, is this even new footage? But... Uh, but yeah, no, I, I did think it was really cool. Um, and like, it, it it did seem a little weird that there weren't like more faces from the current LCS, like act, active players, like in it. That was my I thought. thought too. Like, yeah, I, it felt a little short. Like just because the song is over, the the video now the video is over, and yeah, it showed a lot of like yeah the current split people. Yeah, it was like, okay, we can do the Danny thing. That's a cool one. And then uh, let's uh, pick a couple other people, maybe Blabber. And then, uh, okay, yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's pretty much it. We've got everybody. And I was like, I, there's there's a lot more players in the LCS right now. I'm surprised. You did give at least some screen time to him, you know? Yeah, and uh, kind of like what you said gave me an idea. Like, I wish it really was, like, some sort of, like, handshake between Xmithy and... um I guess blabber or something. Yeah, no, which would make sense because they played at the same time. But yeah, stuff like that. Like if if Danny could handshake Double F and Sneaky or something like that. Like that would be freaking sweet. I would kind of assume that a lot of stuff. Um, I think I saw a couple of things on Twitter where like if one person gets COVID, then the entire team is not allowed on like the LCS set or something like that. Yeah, um, I think I I thought I had some something like that on Twitter. Yeah, I think some of that was coming up because they did the um the college law like finals this last week and there's some drama around teams not being able to go on stage and stuff like that because of like subs getting positive tests and all that but yeah i mean that makes sense especially especially if you're bringing in all these people that are like kind of removed from the scene and doing you know whatever like if you're if you're right from ryan's perspective it's like we don't really have control of these guys we're asking them to like come in from wherever do we want to potentially expose all our players like two weeks before the split starts maybe not <laughs> yeah and it could be like anyone it could be like the assistant coach gets test positive and then the whole yeah just the whole team is not allowed to participate in any right sanctioned activities and stuff like that yeah um is what i think i saw on twitter but my memory's kind of bad i'm getting old these days <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the the summer split is here. It's, we're starting on Friday, um, I believe. And so let's go ahead and take a peek at the schedule and some of the games happening um, this weekend. And let's see what we can get hyped about. Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah, right up on Friday, the first game is Evil Geniuses versus Cloud9. I think we can agree that that's a match to look forward to. The previous champions and this kind of newly reformed Cloud9 with a couple of new members on it. Well, what do you think about that first match of the uh, Friday? Yeah, that's gonna be exciting. I can't wait. I can't believe I haven't already seen tweets from JoJo saying that he's gonna send Jensen back to retirement or anything. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, what uh, actually? Can I get your opinion on? Um, I guess that the JoJo tweets throughout MSI and stuff like that. Do you have any thoughts about them, or does it make you feel a certain way? Uh, I don't think it makes me feel a certain way. I I feel like I'm uh, to some degree. I think his MSI ones are definitely like it's kind of just like at that point you're playing the character. I feel like during like Spring Split and LCS, like the the stuff that he trashed up during uh, during Spring Split, like domestically, I think was like that's good banter you know like it's confidence it's fun to see uh the stuff at msi felt a lot more like like i think he knows that he's not actually gonna slap faker in the next game you know it's like the same the same thing that happened to jensen um but it's 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 good content for sure (laughs) yeah i yeah that's kind of how i feel about it as well like i'm i'm kind of neutral i don't think like oh i'm so glad he's trash talking or i don't think like oh it's so cringe it's i'm pretty neutral about it and if anything i it's fun for me to see the opportunity arise of like i think the first time he said it then yankos and like g2 came back with like oh we'll show you international like that was that's really cool yeah so uh i'm i guess i hope that he keeps doing it but um i don't know it's kind of fun to me yeah, yeah, I'm definitely with you. Definitely not a negative thing. I, I'll say that for sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the, anyways, this first match, yeah, looking forward to JoJo versus Jensen and, and really just Jensen and, and support Zvan, how that's going to go, or if Berserker's going to be able to play at all. I don't know if we, we ever got an update on his passport situation. Yeah, I don't think we've um, heard anything official yet from, from C9 on that about what, what's going on. Yeah, and then uh, I think that Danny had was also sending out some tweets at least uh, you know a month ago or a couple weeks ago about being burned out uh, after playing you know the full spring split and then like so many playoff games and then going to MSI or you know traveling to another country playing on thirty ping plus playing another you know butt fuck ton of games and so yeah. he was saying that he felt a little burnt out and so I wonder you know you know our um, our MSI team going to have like a little hangover you know coming back. Um, especially since they did get out of the group stage, so they you know they participated in yeah. the semifinals. So you know they they and as many games as games. you could expect from an NA team, right? Yeah, and so yeah, I wonder if they're going to have a, a little bit of a hangover that some MSI teams just around the world uh, tend to suffer from. I think even Cloud Nine had a, a bit of a slump at the beginning of last summer split as well. Yeah, I think it was interesting. I th- uh, I think it was Parth who had a like tweet thread about um about that like burnout situation uh which is probably like fair like i mean i think it's probably what we should expect out of eg is you just got back from like a super intense like tournament off season um and you're like one you probably trained a whole lot to play like to get your ass fucked by a lot of these international teams on like a particular meta like there's probably a good amount of inertia about like coming up with new strategies especially with the new patch and then also you probably don't want to have to be like win every game now. Like now that you're the defending champ, I don't think you want to do that stuff. So I part of it talked about a lot about like, it's important for like EG staff to make sure that the guys like are like kind of tempered, like all their expectations and all that kind of stuff so that they don't have to be super like high intensity on, on the entire split uh, in summer too. Um, cause it's really like at this point it's, you just got to play for playoffs and worlds. So we'll, we'll see how it goes for him, but I'd expect a, a, de- a decent dip in performance, I think. Awesome. Um, oh, I, I forgot to mention this, but I think FlyQuest announced yesterday that, 
Um, they're going to swap Kumo and their academy top lane, Philip, I think his name is. And I think Philip is going to be the starting top laner for at least, the, you know, this LCS weekend. Um, so I just suddenly got reminded of that. Any other Friday games that um, you want to make sure to tune in for? Uh, I think probably the biggest one is going to be uh, 100 Thieves and TSM as like the next like top tier teams. Uh, fingers crossed <laughs> for TSM, but like I think you know like that's the that'll be you know I don't I still don't know if they've decided on Mia or Shenyi for for this week of games. I, I thought I did see something about Shenyi playing support, but I might be wrong about that. Yeah, or I, playing academy. Yeah, I think he got subbed in for some of the academy games last week, but that was like before i mean like that's obviously not a the lcs week and they said it was like a day-to-day thing about like who's going to play what games so i don't know um i don't know if they've made a final decision or if if everything's just been you know one day at a time okay i do remember that did they put a statement out something like that of like this is a day-to-day process yeah they did they did okay i do remember seeing that now but but yeah i think that hundred these matchup will be fun to see like uh maple how maple does too um yeah, and then obviously for hundred thieves too. Like this is a team that I think people had a lot more expectations for last split, and then they were in finals, right? But couldn't close it out against DG. So uh, this is definitely a, a bounce back split for them. I think uh, we'll see how they how they can start out. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit um, disappointing how they didn't take a game off EG in the finals, but I'm still I still have a high impression of them as well for hundred thieves. Uh, coming up for Saturday, one matchup that um, catches my attention is, uh, again, has to do 100 Thieves versus EG, the, the middle game on Saturday. And, yeah, just hoping to see how these, you know, formerly top four teams fare against each other. Um, you know, this is the rematch of the finals like you were, we were just talking about. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, what else am I looking at? I think I'm looking for, like, I, I want to see some of these, like, Golden Guardians and, like, Dig and Toss. And I, I guess Abortals is the one that switched off a, a lot of their guys, right? Um, but Yeah, be... that they're, they're bringing in Lost and, I think, was it a new jungler, too? Yeah. The Xerxes for somebody else? For yeah, Kenvi? For Kenvi, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Immortals is going to be interesting to see how Kenvi does. I forgot about that. Um, oh. Yeah, but I, I guess that, that those are probably my two other biggest teams that I want to see how they do. Uh, and then, I guess... I guess there, I guess there's a TSM CLG game this weekend. That's kind of a fun one. We'll see if if they're both <laughs> yeah. bottom of the barrel or or not. This split. Yeah. Do you remember? Oh, CLG did change their top lane as well. Jenkins for Dokla. For okay. Dokla, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then oh, any other Saturday games that catch your mind? Uh, no, I think I think those are that. That's all I got. Awesome. And then, yeah, lastly, for Sunday, I'm looking forward to Team Liquid versus Cloud9. I think I'm still looking forward to Team Liquid play, although it really it's really bad that they lost, you know, in, this, <laughs> in the third place match. Yeah. Um, leading into the, the end of the spring splits. But this is, yeah, still one of my favorite teams to look forward to. Just an overall stacked roster. And I, I hope that I hope to see them come out swinging uh, in the first weekend of the LCS. And hopefully they have a bit of like, you know, seeking revenge kind of mentality of like just hard practicing I, I, there's a lot of stuff to catch up on with the last two patches but mm-hmm. um i don't do you know if team liquid went to korea at all i don't know if there's any other teams that went to korea they definitely to, like, there were at least some continue. players who did i don't know if they had the full team but definitely i saw bjergsen and Whippo both in korea 
at different points oh, okay. this off season. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, hopefully they've been practicing hard, adapted to the the durability patch and the new changes as well with patch twelve point eleven, and hoping to see how they how well they do against a formidable opponent here in Cloud Nine, most likely. Yeah, I think that and, that is a good call. I, it's interesting to me. I feel like Team Liquid. I'm at this point. I'm like I'm not like super excited to see them play. I feel like I just am expecting them to do well. And at this point, it's just like, okay, we'll see if they do. You know, like, I, like I'm only going to care until like we're in playoffs and like they are, you know, seventeen and one again or something, and and like we need to see if they can like go crazy. But I'm I'm on a week to week at this point. Maybe it's just been, maybe it's just because they like didn't have any changes in the off season, and like they're yeah, you know that they're quiet. all good, right? It's like, yeah, unless they start doing crazy shit like every week, I'm. I'm kind of just expecting them to to two out, even if I don't like want to watch the game. <laughs> yeah, and I hope that the meta is a little better than Spring Split as well. I know we saw a lot of quirky play in, in Spring Split and stuff like that. So I hope that uh, Summer has a bit more variety um, for the mid lane and just shows um, lets people show a bit more expression about early game movements and stuff like that. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I've been watching some Champions queue. It seems like there's just Azir's back now. You know, it's like Azir and Victor oh, no. instead of Corky. So, <laughs> damn, it, it'd be like that sometimes. It's true. It's true. All right. Uh, any other games on uh, Sunday of LCS um, that you want to watch? Um, not really. It's kind of a mishmash. The rest of those games, definitely the TLC nine is the big one. Mm-hmm. all right um yeah i'm just looking forward to the return of lcs it, it feels like feels like we've been off for quite some time now but we're back baby we're gonna we're do some more on the hunt and I, I also saw something on reddit today about like how Siver is gonna get a little mini rework the same the way that olaf and talia did mm-hmm. so you know maybe we'll get a little rework as well <laughs> <laughs> dude if they change the name come on They'll, they'll really screw us if they change the name of the ultimate. We'll have to change our name. Well, I, no, we won't. I, I'm, not, I'm not changing <laughs> the art. I'm not changing the name. I'm not changing our email. Fair, fair, fair and fair. Okay, and that's going to be it for episode 57 of On the Hunt, a League of Legends podcast. I hope you all enjoyed it. And if you did, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on the service that you are listening to us on, if you haven't already. We'd appreciate it if you also give us a rating or hit the like button to show us some support. You can find us on YouTube as well as your podcast player of choice from Apple Podcasts to Spotify and so forth. We'll see you all next episode for next week for another episode of On the Hunt. Woo woo!